0: Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns and Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal double G. Hi, this is Don Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyoncé. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat. is off the chain, man. Aye, ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And good morning. It is Thursday, February the 6th. This is the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I'm happy to be here. Exciting stuff talking about sports. We do have a lot to cover, so let's get down to it. All right, well, the NBA trade deadline is today, and we had some big trades in the NBA. As we also had another trade for the Atlanta Hawks, as they're trying to get size in their lineup, the Sacramento Kings traded Dwayne Dedman back to the Atlanta Hawks. As you all know, that Dwayne Dedman played for the Hawks last year. And with, with that, the Atlanta Hawks trade away Alex Lynn and Jabari Parker, who's injured right now. I'm a little disappointed with that. I was hoping that Jabari Parker could be a contributor and be back to the way he was when he played for the Milwaukee Bucks. But now he's going to the Sacramento Kings, and Dwayne Dedman is back on the Hawks. So with that, the Hawks now have Dwayne Dedman, they have Nene, and they have Clint Capella, which is going to work out great if they want to make a playoff push. But they're starting to build pieces around Trey Young and John Collins. They, they need to get size. They need to get defense. But they could work around those players and the promising Rookies Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. Hopefully they have a better season next year because it's been a struggle for both of them. They'll have great nights one night and then they'll be cold from the floor. Other big blockbuster trades include Andre Iguodala being traded from the Memphis Grizzlies to the Miami Heat. Does this put the Miami Heat over the top? Does this make them favorites in the Eastern Conference? Miami has been the surprise team in the Eastern Conference with the play of Jimmy Butler, and they are going to compete in the East. It looks like the Milwaukee Bucks are running away with the regular season, but how will they fare in the postseason? And of course, the experience with the Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, and don't count out the defending champions, the Toronto Raptors, as they're holding strong to that second spot in the Eastern Conference. So basketball is just getting underway as far as the talk about it now that the Super Bowl's over. You know, the regular season, it it's slow and a lot of people don't watch regular season basketball. But as we're gearing up for the playoffs, I'm excited to, to watch some basketball games. And you got the, the primetime games this weekend and you got the NBA All-Star game coming up. It's going to be a fun time, especially here in the city of Atlanta, the Georgia area, where we talk about the Atlanta Hawks. They won last night, actually, in Minnesota, 127-120. to Trey Young had 38 points, and this was without Clint Capella. He was not in the lineup yet, but John Collins had 27 points. And just contributing factors from Goodwin, also Herter, they they came out strong and, and they held off the Timberwolves. They were leading for most of the game. But the Timberwolves had had a strong push and, and cut it to seven. But you know, they won the game. So this Hawks team is capable of beating anybody. They're very competitive when they want to be, but they gotta learn to play defense. Defense is the key because when you take on elite teams, they're, they're just gonna shoot the lights out of the ball and, and and leave your floor like the Rockets did a couple months ago with James Harden. So with that, the Atlanta Hawks, should they make a push for the playoffs or should they try to get a lottery pick? I, I honestly feel they have one more piece away from being a true contender in the Eastern Conference. So looking forward to that. It's going to be exciting. And so I'm, I want to talk to you a little bit about this upcoming XFL as this week is the first week of the XFL, and football fans should be excited that they get to watch football again. And one interesting thing about the XFL, this is not going to be like the XFL in 2001. You're not going to have nicknames on the back of the jerseys. You're not going to have the the antics that they were trying to tie in with wrestling. You're, you're not going to have that entertainment. You're not going to have the the craziness that went on in the XFL that just didn't didn't work out. You're not gonna have the ball at the 50-yard line and the two players can go there to, to try to try to get the ball and that's their their coin toss. This is actually gonna be real football. It's gonna be competitive. The, these players were on an NFL roster. Most of them made the NFL roster and, and they were probably on the practice squad, but they're, they're trying to get into the league. They're still competitive players like Cardell Jones and, and Aaron Murray. And you got competitive coaches too. I'm, I'm excited to see what Bob Stoops can do. I'm excited to see what Mark Tressman can do. He was a creative play caller for the Chicago Bears, former offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. And I'm excited to see Pat Hamilton. So you got some good coaches. You got some competitive teams. You got a team in St. Louis that is hungry for another football team and, and they're getting that here in the XFL after the Rams left and you got some exciting players one thing that's interesting is the rule changes they actually have you know, you know a, a one point play a two point play and a three point play so it looks like they I, I don't know if you can have an extra point but I'll have to look into that the three point play this is, this is what's going to make this league fun is that you put the ball at the 10 yard line so that, that's going to be interesting. I'd like to see that three-point play, especially if, if a team is, is down big and you know they can score nine points immediately. That, that would be awesome. Locally here in Columbus, unfortunately the Columbus State Cougars men's basketball team, their game last night against uh, Georgia College was postponed. There was a leak in the roof at the Lumpkin Center and so, that game is going to be made up to be determined. But they do have some upcoming games coming up, especially next their next home game when they take on, I want to say they take on Clayton State, their big rival here in Georgia. They take them on, I think on the 19th of February. I'm not sure if that's their next home game. But just looking at the schedule, the Columbus State Cougars, they're still 12-8, and, eight and You know, they're 7-5 in the Peach Belt. You know, the Peach Belt Conference tournament play begins the first weekend of March. So, just just looking at the schedule, they take on Flagler uh, this... Well, no, they take on Lander this weekend in Greenwood, South Carolina. And then they have a home game against North Georgia at the Lumpkin Center. That's going to be February 12th at 7.30 on Wednesday. And then they travel to St. Augustine, Florida, oldest city in the country, to take on Flagler, and then on February 19th, they take on Clayton State at the Lumpkin Center. That'd be a good game to talk about when I'm on my radio show on the 18th. But February 22nd, they take on UNC Pembroke, and then they wrap up their home schedule, senior night for your Columbus State Cougars, when they take on Georgia Southwestern. And then they wrap up the season going to Young Harris, Georgia, to take on... Young Harris College. So, congratulations to your Columbus State Men's Basketball Cougars. I know they're doing a great job with that program. I'm excited to watch Columbus State Cougar basketball. You know, competitive NCAA Division 2. You know, they don't they're not NCAA Division 1, but you know, you have competitive teams in NCAA Division 2. To, you know, you think about football. You think about West Georgia. You think about Valdosta State. You know, but now Columbus is is doing very well. You know, the last game they had, Anthony Moore scored 25 points. You know, he's he's their he's their top scorer. He's he's one of those players that's a game breaker, and just really looking forward to to watching him play here in the city of Columbus, Georgia. Columbus has has some great sporting events coming up. I did talk about USA softball. I don't know exactly when the dates are for that, but they will have a a tournament in preparation for the upcoming Olympics. And softball is back in the Olympics. So that is going to be exciting. They had the tournament last year. It was right around 4th of July weekend. And the USA softball team defeated Japan in the finals. That game was actually on, on uh, one of the platforms on ESPN I want to say it was on ESPN 3 probably going to be on ESPN plus you know so you have these platforms now where you can watch these local games and if you can't make it out to the softball stadium. Speaking of softball like here in Columbus when we have those uh, complexes where we have the softball stadium where the Olympics were held in 1996, you also have Golden Park which really needs renovations. And I would like to see them renovate Golden Park and possibly get a minor league baseball team back to the city of Columbus. second largest city in Georgia does not have a minor league baseball team. Had the Columbus Catfish and they left in 2008 and Golden Park has stayed vacant. And when you're in downtown Columbus and you see Golden Park and nobody's there, it's kind of a sad sight but i hope hopefully we'll get a minor league baseball team back in here <clears throat> the other minor league teams that we want to talk about is the columbus river dragons they back in action it, you know here you know when they take on the mentor icebreakers this saturday at the columbus civic center and they also take them actually yeah they take them it looks like a two game series they'll take them on friday at the Columbus Civic Center, and then Saturday. So they play the Mentor Icebreakers twice. It's looking like that's what they're doing now, is just they're taking on teams twice. But looking at the the Columbus play, they they look really good so far. I mean, they've been competitive at times, and at times they haven't because they've played some good teams, because this is the first time that they're playing in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. And you have 10 teams in this league. All right, we talked about baseball trades earlier uh, yesterday on yesterday's show. Now, what do you think about the, these baseball trades? Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers. Does that make them the odds-on favorite to win the World Series? And what do you think about the Hall of Fame players selected, Derek Jeter and Larry Walker? Feel free to comment on the section below. I'd like to get your feedback so I can have some content for next show that I do. Uh, I will not be doing a show tomorrow, uh, but I will try to be back on the air. Monday, we'll talk about XFL football. We'll talk about the upcoming college basketball games in conference play. And we'll we'll definitely talk about uh, the upcoming baseball season because pitchers and catchers do report. Very very soon, and I'll give you the exact date on that. I do want to talk about the 30 for 30 that is coming up tonight. It is part two. It is called Vic. Last week they aired part one for you know the for people who are not aware of the documentaries, ESPN 30 for 30, they are great. They do a great job just you know telling a telling a story. And they've had documentaries on Michael Vic before. But this one it has been good so far, and I can't wait to see the second part of it tonight. Michael Vick, as many of you know here in Georgia, was a polarizing figure in the city of Atlanta. You know, he took the league by storm. He was on the Madden cover in 2004. He defeated, you know, him and the Falcons defeated Green Bay for the first time in Lambeau in the playoffs. And that happened in 2002. And then he led the Falcons in 2004 to the NFC Championship game where they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. He was electrifying when he came into the league in 2001. He was the overall number one draft pick. And he was one of those quarterbacks that ran first. And he got big chunk plays. He threw the ball when he had to. And he had weapons. He had great running backs. That Falcons team looked like they were... Going to do something special. And then it all came crashing down in 2007 when he was convicted of dogfighting. And we were shocked. I mean, how can a great athlete like this, that makes millions of dollars, be convicted of dogfighting? So he did go to prison. You know, the Falcons franchise went into a turmoil with Bobby Petrino. You know, they later bounced back with drafting Matt Ryan, but that's neither here or there. I mean, the story is really about Michael Vick and his redemption story. Of After coming back from prison, the Philadelphia Eagles and Andy Reid took a chance on him, and he resurrected his career. Had a pretty solid season with the Eagles, and he led them to the postseason. And he later played for the Jets and the Steelers, and now he's doing very well. He, he's now a analyst on Fox, and he's, he's reaching out to the community. He's remorseful. You're going to have your protesters that still will never forgive Michael Vick. I, I understand. You have your dog lovers that will never forgive what he, what he did. What he did was, was heinous. It was horrendous. But he was remorseful. He was sorry for what he did. And he was able to get a second chance at life. And, you know, it's a good redemption story. And I'm really looking forward to seeing part two of the 30 for 30 on Michael Vick. Well, that is all the time I have for today's show. I want to thank all my listeners for waking up early this morning to listen to my podcast. I mean, you could listen anytime. Just go to my Anchor website page and you can click on any podcast that you may have missed. I have had six podcasts so far. They are getting shared to platforms such as Spotify and Google Cast and soon Apple Podcast. I'm trying to work with some production people to try to get more production quality on the podcast, and it is going well so far. Also want to remind you, February the 18th, mark it on your calendars, listen online at www.957ESPNRadio.com or download the 95.7 ESPN Radio app. I will be a guest host from 4 to 6, your afternoon drive time here in Columbus, Georgia, on 95.7 ESPN Radio, February the 18th. I am looking forward to being on that show, and I will bring my sports knowledge and everything that we could talk about on sports. We will go ahead and get it done. Hope everybody has a great, soggy morning here in Georgia. Make sure that you are able to get to your work safely, and you have a blessed day. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening.